0: Hey guys. So this is Andrew, and today I'm with uh, my co-host Kyle Groberg, um, who is a also a D1 dental student here at Midwestern University. He is a father of two, and a happily married man, and he is an aspiring orthodontist. Did I get it all, Kyle?
1: That sounds good to me.
0: <laughs> That's you. That's you in a nutshell. So Kyle, tell me. Everyone knows that you go to every class and you sit in the front row, <laughs> right? So t- let's talk about the benefits of going to class. Do you think there's a, a, a huge benefit to going to class?
1: Um, I do, and if you think back to orientation, you'll remember Dr. Morrow having a little presentation for us and sharing a research study that came out of Harvard where they basically were looking for predictors of academic success. And they found in this study that the two biggest predictors of academic success were coming to class and sitting in the front. And you do both? Yeah, I I really try and do both as much as I can. There have been a couple times where I haven't been able to make it, or I was a little bit late, so I sat in the back, just not to disturb people, you know. Um, But, I remember hearing that uh, during orientation, and it just sounded so simple. Like, really? All you have to do to be successful academically is show up to class and sit in the front? That's, That's a very easy, concrete, measurable goal that you can reasonably set for yourself and and do, I
0: think. hmm hmm um, And there's probably a lot less distractions sitting in the front, right? You don't have people's screens in front of you playing video games and shopping and stuff it's like true. that. true,
1: yeah. It's um, a different perspective. It really kind of feels more one-on-one with the professor and the material. And there are quite a few people that they... You know, shop on Amazon and play mm-hmm. games. And so, if you know, you were behind them you would be more easily distracted
0: that way. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you feel like... So, for those of you who don't know, basic sciences are just pretty much a huge physiology class. You learn every um, subject
1: pertaining to biology, right? Did yeah. you say that? Yeah, biology, anatomy biochemistry physiology pathology
0: just histology so it's a lot of information Mm -hmm. and you're spending probably between eight and twelve hours through through the course of three days in class would you would you agree Mm -hmm. just in this basic sciences class so you're there for almost you're there for 12 hours sitting through lectures how are you able to maintain focus during that time?
1: That's a good question, Andrew. Um, I think you have to start off by <laughs> either already being interested in the material or convincing yourself to become interested mm-hmm. in the material because we're better at focusing on things that we're interested in, mm-hmm. right? So if you If you have the attitude that uh, this is just some basic science class that I just have to pass and just have to get through just to check off a box, I don't really care about it, Mm -hmm. you know, you've already lost the battle. Mm -hmm. But if you can genuinely become interested in the material, um, then it makes it a lot easier to focus.
0: So, Kyle, in order to be an orthodontist, and I, I mentioned that you're an aspiring orthodontist, Everyone knows that you need a really good GPA, right? Pretty much (laughs) 3.9 or above, right, about that? Or what would you
1: say? Um, I think it's more to do with your rank the class, so usually the benchmark is around the top 20% of the class. Mm. What that looks like GPA-wise, I'm not really sure yet.
0: Yeah, it's kind of ambiguous.
1: It's a little bit ambiguous. That being said, though, I do know a D4 here at the school right now who was accepted into an ortho residency program, um, and he was maybe 50th percentile, mm-hmm. like just right in the middle.
0: So is that so, is that um, common, or is
1: that kind of like an anomaly? I would say that it is more uncommon, um, but definitely not impossible.
0: Okay. If you so he probably had some other experience like research and, um, good re- letters of recommendations too. For sure. But you're saying that if you don't have that GPA, then there's still a chance that you can get in. If you don't have that class, Frankie, there's still a chance, right? So don't give up <clears throat> if it's your dream, right?
1: Definitely. Yeah. There's always a chance. It just makes it more difficult, a little bit more challenging. You may have to pull a few more strings, um, you know, I haven't been there though, so that's just my two cents. Yeah.
0: Um, so, you're in the front row. I assume you have a good GPA, right, Kyle? Do you mind sharing your GPA?
1: Sure, right now it's a little bit above
0: 3.9. Okay, so above 3.9. What does that look like? 1A 2A minuses?
1: Yeah, so, so far, so we haven't finished our first year yet. We have one more quarter, but I have gotten 1A minus...
0: And the rest are A's. Okay, so Kyle got one A-. And which course did you get the A- minus in? I
1: think it was the first basic science module. Okay,
0: so the very first basic science, Kyle got an A-. Every single class, including all the dental-related classes and all the hands-on classes, the lab classes, Kyle's got an A. Okay, so... And he's probably going to graduate with a 3.99999 <laughs> So, Kyle, how do you do it? How do you get a, a nearly perfect GPA in dental school? I know you're not there, but you're, on the, you're heading in the right direction.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I wouldn't say that there's a magic pill, so to speak. Dang it. I can't buy one? Was. I
0: can't buy my 4.0? No, you
1: cannot <laughs> buy your 4.0. However, in a sense, in a sense, you can and stick with me here while I try and explain this, because if you're investing in yourself through eating healthy Mm. and getting enough sleep and, you know, exercising, that's going to help your mind to function better. So Mm. some of those things do require an investment. Not necessarily of money, but of time and of effort. So, doing those things can definitely help. <clears throat> but overall, the word consistency comes to my mind. Mm. Um, you know, I used to be a big crammer in undergrad and definitely in high school where I would just basically show up to class and maybe study a little bit right before the test. And that works to a point. Mm -hmm. Um, If you have a photographic memory, that will definitely be Which you do, right? I don't. don't. Oh, okay. Um, I have a good memory. So it's possible, even if you don't have a photographic memory. Yes, it's possible, but you must be consistent. Um, Cramming, I don't think, is a good idea in dental school. Um, It's more of, can you do a little bit of studying every day Mm. so that you stay on top of things and are better able to retain the information.
0: And so is that what you do? Do you study basic sciences Monday through Monday? Or Tuesday through our tests are on Tuesday. So do you start on start studying the first day we have lecture, which is a Tuesday?
1: Yes, most weeks all the
0: way up
1: until the test? Yes, most weeks I do that. Well I'll start studying for the next test as soon as the first one Mm. is finished. You know, as soon as we get those next lectures rolling in mm-hmm. Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday night, I'm already going over them. And okay. Trying to learn.
0: And what do you do when you go over them? Do you just read them? Do you... All the lectures are recorded, so do you re-listen to them? Because we know you go to class. Cool. How do you do
1: it? I don't typically re-listen to them on audio unless I, you know, missed it in class, which, like I said, I've missed a few of them just for random reasons um usually i'll just go through the slides and i'll look over what i highlighted and then i'll try and make connections
0: like what kind of connection like connections to the material that are scientifically related or do you try to make weird associations in your mind like mnemonics in order to remember things like how would you explain these associations
1: um i would say it's a little bit of both um You have to make connections to your own experiences and then you also have to make connections within the material that you're learning. Hmm. And that's really important for dental school and really any healthcare-related field because everything that you learn in the basic science classes really does have an application to a different course and certainly to your work in the future. Mm -hmm. So we learn about you know, the cardiovascular system and heart failure and different anatomy of veins and arteries, and you're like, why is that important for dentistry? Well, it is, because the patients you are going to have, you know, they, they have a heart <laughs> and a yeah. cardiovascular system, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are certain signs and symptoms you can be looking for that you may not be treating them for heart failure, but you can definitely recognize it and refer them to a physician or send mm-hmm. them to the hospital. I know that happened um, <clears throat> last summer. I worked in a pediatric office, and one of the assistants actually started showing signs of of some premature heart failure or mm-hmm. some, some kind of a heart anomaly mm-hmm. where his blood pressure was going through the roof. And... Um, the doctor was able to notice that hmm. and send him to the hospital to get the proper care that he hmm. needed. Even though he's not a cardiologist, exactly, he just had a basic understanding of physiology. Hmm.
0: That makes sense. So you're able to, so you're able to make that connection with your experience, and you think that helps you
1: remember the material more often, more likely. I do because it becomes relevant. Yeah, that makes sense. It becomes applicable and it becomes more familiar hmm. where you can say I've seen this before and this actually has an application to real life. Okay. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit more about your schedule. So <clears throat> you go to busy, you go to basic sciences every day. And then when it's over, do you go straight you, do you hit the books right away? Or do you go home for a little bit? Or what do you do?
1: Um, I don't hit the books right away. I actually think that that, for me, personally, would be detrimental. um, Because you need to give yourself a break. You need to break up the monotony. Because sometimes it is kind of monotonous. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to focus and make it relevant and make it interesting... I don't think anything was meant to be done 24 hours a day, seven days a week besides breathing. So so after class is over, I just usually go home, and it's like 4 or 5 o'clock when classes end usually. And that's the time that I dedicate to spending time with my family. So we have family dinner every night. I play with my kids. We, you know, talk, do whatever we do, you know clean, maybe, and then get the kids ready to bed, put them down to sleep about seven o'clock.
0: Uh, How old are your kids?
1: So one turns two in April, and the other one was born about three months ago. Nice. And just having that time every day from around five to seven, four to seven, just a few hours a day to detach from school. mm mm-hmm focus on, you know, something else, mm-hmm. that to me is very important, really just helps to balance mm. out the, you know, the hard work at
0: school. So what you're saying is, even in dental school, you need work-life balance. School-life balance.
1: <laughs> yes, school-life balance is very important.
0: Okay. And then, so, you put your kids to bed after spending time with them, after eating dinner with them, that's when you hit the books is that after that period do you start studying right then
1: uh yeah usually that's the case you know seven thirty until about 10 or ten thirty. so just another couple hours every day and you really don't need much mm-hmm. you know because if you start a week before and you're getting two and a half hours a night by the time the test rolls around you've got, like, 16 hours of studying.
0: Yeah. Mm. And so, do you try to get through all the notes in this two-hour period that you went to class that day? Or do you try to get through all the material that you went through that day in class?
1: I wouldn't say it's that detailed. I just try and get through everything by about Sunday night.
0: Once? You try to get through it all once? Or multiple times?
1: Um, Well... If you count going to class as the first time, then I go through it again. So that's the second time. I'll try and get through it all once. If that makes sense.
0: And you're able, and then you don't, and then you just remember it all. You don't have to go through it a third time. You don't skim it all really fast right before the test.
1: Um, sometimes I do, and I have been doing that more recently. Where like Tuesday morning, I'll wake up a little earlier and just quickly do a sweep of everything that I've been through, mm. kind of fill in the gaps of anything that I don't quite remember, but it's it's a, it's a lot better than just cramming the night before. Like I said, you, you really need that consistency, and uh, like I don't remember if you remember uh, learning in neuroscience how we actually consolidate all of our memories at night when we sleep. Mm-hmm. So... If you're pulling an all-nighter before the test, and not Which sleeping, I do. <laughs> that's what I do. Well, a lot of people do that, and, <laughs> you know, to an extent that you can survive, but I don't think that you can really thrive doing mm. that. Yeah,
0: my GPA would uh, would uh,
1: suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing good. Um, <clears throat> but really, if you're not sleeping, then you, uh, you are also not consolidating everything mm. you learn into long-term memory. Mm -hmm. so you may be able to regurgitate it onto a test but you know you won't be able to make those long term connections as well
0: yeah that makes sense so do you value sleep
1: Kyle yes how how many hours would you say you get a night um well it depends uh if the kids sleep well you know maybe seven 7 to 8 7 to 8 ok uh, if they're even, not sleeping well even 5 or 6
0: 5 or 6 <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's kind of dependent on a few factors yeah um, so even even Monday nights we have tests on Tuesday so even Monday nights you're getting 7 8 hours
1: uh, Monday nights is probably closer to 5 or 6 ok um, just because I wake up a little earlier on Tuesday mm, that makes
0: sense to do your once final sweep through yeah ok that makes sense all right, Kyle, well, we, we talked about this a little bit. Um, you're a family, man. You have a family. You have two kids under the age of three, so that means that they're probably waking you up at night, like we just mentioned, um, and you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, it's going to be three years this Three years? Okay, so, and how old are you?
1: 25.
0: He's 25. Okay, Kyle, I'm, I'm single. I'm not married. I live with my parents. I can't imagine having all that commitment. How do you do it? How do you do it? What's the secret to all these married listeners,
1: with Uh, or without kids? Well, I think the reason you can't imagine it right now is because that would be taking yourself from your current situation and throwing yourself into my situation, (laughs) which is obviously much different. Yeah. And, I mean, three years ago, four years ago, I was more in your position where I was single and I also couldn't have imagined being where I am now yeah. in three, four years. So the change happens very gradually. Mm-hmm. You don't just wake up one morning with two kids, right? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, so like, like a lot of things, it's you know a slow progression where, and I'm actually very grateful for this, things change and adapt slowly and that gives you time to also change and adapt and mm. prepare and um, you know just get better at handling the new stresses that may come your way. Mhm. Yeah.
0: And like you mentioned you have this 2-3 hours with your kids and your wife. That's a good study break, right? It is to no. completely take your mind off of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and does your wife help you a lot
1: yeah she's amazing I honestly could not do you know school and anything that I'm doing without her and her efforts and input um, so so what you're if, saying there is a magic pill I need to get married <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean if, if there really is a magic pill or a secret weapon then I would say that it's her <laughs>
0: Hopefully she listens to this. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, so so something that so Kyle and I are we're both kind of like the hosts of this podcast. It's just kind of like the test run. Um and we want to end with a question after after each interview. And that question is, Kyle, what's one piece of advice you would tell your first year dental school self so if you could go back to right before starting dental school that so let's say that orientation week knowing what you know now what piece of advice would you give yourself
1: you know it's a good question when it makes you think (laughs) that's why we're going to ask it a lot (laughs) Um, I would actually probably tell myself to worry less and focus on on positive things more. Um, so I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, but I think that you know when you start a new chapter of life, whether that's going to graduate school having a kid, getting married, getting your first job, maybe moving to a new state, there's always going to be that, you know, sense of, you know, this could go wrong, so many things could happen, you know, I'm worried about this happening or this blowing up in my face or this not working out, but really... It's kind of a waste of energy to be worrying about Mm -hmm. stuff that hasn't even happened yet. You know, it's all speculative, and if you're wasting your energy worrying about things that could go wrong, and like I said, this is the advice I would give myself, I worry a lot about things that could go wrong, Mm -hmm. and I think that that takes away from the energy that I could be putting into more productive activities. Mm -hmm. Um, So... How to accomplish that there's a lot of ways I don't have a, an answer for how to stop worrying about stuff if you're a worry a worrier sometimes it just, a worry wart <laughs> a worry wart my mom calls yeah. it <laughs> sometimes it just it just comes and there's really not much you can do to stop it um, but just maybe being aware of that that it really does kind of take away from the energy that you could be using to be productive and to be happy and progressing um, I think just knowing that that will help if you can tell yourself you know that you're worrying and that you need to stop because you're wasting your energy and really then that would help you hmm. that would help me um, that
0: makes a lot of sense <clears throat> um, so I can't let you go yet Kyle even though I said that was the last question I still have one more question <laughs> because we to- we missed a huge part you want to be an orthodontist right That's true
1: yes
0: how can i forget that you are kyle the aspiring orthodontist and every professor reminds you that and <laughs> they every all st- call me out for they it they all call you out they always ask what would the orthodontist do kyle what would you do so kyle why do you want to be an orthodontist
1: that is a very long story (laughs) that could be its own podcast in and of itself um, (laughs) how to decide what career to take yeah right that's the more general the more general way of describing it how to decide which career or more specifically for dental students how to decide what specialty you want to do or if you even want to do a specialty Um, which is a great idea for another episode of the podcast.
0: Um, give us a little, can, give we, us a little bite. What do you like about <clears throat> ortho?
1: So yeah, uh, the short answer um, is that one. I just genuinely enjoy it. I think it's mm-hmm. so. You've worked cool in it.
0: You've here. experienced ortho.
1: Yeah, I shadowed an orthodontist in Utah during my undergrad years, for basically the entire summer. I just we became good friends and just everything about his office I really really enjoyed I liked the people I liked the atmosphere I liked the patient base um
0: so what's the patient base like kids to teenagers yeah so
1: it's a lot of young younger kids teenagers um more and more adults are getting into it for various reasons but The thing that I like about it is that you get to kind of follow these patients throughout their journey Mm -hmm. of creating a better smile and you're almost like their coach along the way Mm. so you get to see the transformation take place and be a big part of it and um, the whole philosophy of how that works kind of not kind of really resonates with me just in life, because if you ever want to make a change or, or progress or get better at anything, like I said before, you, you don't just wake up one morning and it's like there, mm-hmm. right? It's slow and steady over time, it's consistency, and, and that's what orthodontics is, is slowly and consistency, slowly and consistently making changes over a long period of time and you get to the finish line, and you're just like, wow. Mm. How did that... Because day to day, you don't notice anything happening. Yeah. And it can be discouraging at times when you're going through... I mean, I've never had braces, but I'm sure that there are kids out there... That I've had braces. Right? So I agree. You could, you
0: All could... The only thing you notice is the pain. Exactly. <laughs> After you get your braces tightened. But, you just yeah. notice
1: the pain, you notice the the things that you can't eat the things that you can't do Um, one
0: second you have buck teeth with a lot of spacing and you can't eat licorice even though I did and then the next day bam your teeth are straight
1: yeah exactly day to day you don't really notice anything happening but over time you finally get to the end you persevere and and it's just like wow that was an amazing transformation and I think that that principle just applies to so many things in life and that's one of the big reasons why I
0: really enjoy it. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense because, I mean, one theme that we've kind of talked about this whole podcast is being consistent. And um, you demonstrated that with your schedule, your routine. And that's a huge factor in the career you're pursuing is consistency. So, I, you know, I think that just makes a lot of sense. So that's awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experience, Kyle. Yeah. Um, And I'm looking forward to doing this podcast with you. You Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening and join us next time. Goodbye.